Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Church, your neighbor and say, are you called? Some of them probably be like, I don't know. But today we want to touch on the sub- subject of calling. And we started off our series last week with entitled the series called Called, episode one. And today we're going to episode two. It's not a long series, it's just two episodes. So we're going to conclude it today with episode two. But last week we, called, we talked about Call to Transform. And this week we want to talk about step into your calling. Right? Step into your calling because what is calling? It's a big word. Sometimes it gets misconstrued. We're not sure what it is. You know, what's going on? What does that really mean? Especially when it comes to as Christ followers, what does that entail? Does it mean I have to give up stuff? Do I have to do something else? Do I have to like give up my job? And it's none of that. It's not any of that at all. And as we go into our message today, I want to ho- hopefully alleviate some of your concerns and tell you how amazing it is to be part of God's amazing calling in our lives. It's so amazing, right? So last week we kicked off this message, talked about who we are going to become rather than what we want to get done, right? And it's important in the sight of God and it's important in our world as well that we become people of integrity. We be people that God has called us to become and not just do tasks because oftentimes there's a disconnect if you're just doing it to who we are, to what we get done. We can do a good action, but if our heart is not right, then in the sight of God, it's not really valuable. Our heart has to align with our action. We can't be disconnected from our actions and our heart. They have to be in alignment with what God has for us. And so the the big question all of us usually have is, how do we know what God has called me to do? What does God call me to do? You know? And I want to share this with you briefly before we get a little bit deeper. You can only know what God has called you to do when you get to know Him. Right? Because He is the Creator. He designed us, He fashioned us, and He put us together. So if He designed us for a particular purpose, we can only discover our purpose when we seek Him. Because you were created on purpose for a purpose. You are not an accident. You didn't arrive by coincidence. It wasn't even the plan of your parents, but God orchestrates your creation. And so when he created you, he created in you a divine purpose that cannot be revoked, that cannot be misconstrued, but God called you for a particular purpose. And to find out that purpose, you need to go to the architect of creation, and that is him. He created you for that purpose. You need to discover it. The way to discover it is you seek him. And that's amazing because it makes us dependent on seeking him. It makes us dependent to go to him. You can't find purpose outside of him. You can only find purpose in him. So it, it behooves us to go closer to him. It behooves us to seek him out, to desire him, to call on him, to find out why we exist. And so there's an amazing dichotomy there that exists when you lean on God because you're called to be like him. 
And so there's the revealed will of God, of course. Everyone knows the revealed will of God. We can see it in the scriptures. We don't need to find out. And that is, you know, you're called to be a disciple. You're called to be a witness. You don't have to ask God about that. It's already been revealed. All of us, the entirety of, of the church, the entirety of Christ followers, all of us have been called to be a witness. That's something already known. But what isn't known is, is your individual purpose in the overall plan of God. What has God called you specifically to be and to do and to become? doesn't exist in scriptures. It's dependent on your relationship with him. It's dependent on you seeking him. It's dependent on you getting closer to him to get that knowledge. And so, yes, you can know who God is, but you won't know who you are in him till you seek him. And you get deeper into him. And that's important. As Christ followers, we have to understand as we talked last week that we are called, we are chosen, we are gifted because God gave us these things when he created us. Paul in his letter to Ephesians tells us this, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you, and we touched this last week, he pleads with you, he's saying, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called. Right? That's not in doubt. But to live a life worthy of your calling is in doubt because you get to choose whether you do that. But whether you're called by God is never in doubt because He has called every single one of you. In the time He created you, what has God called us to become? See, we are called to live a life worthy of our calling. That's what we're called to do. Live a life worthy of our calling. To bring that into existence. To bring it into God's creation. See, oftentimes we think that church is just an add-on. We can just go to church, you know, and if you miss out, it's no big deal. It's not important because I have other things to do. I have a job. I have families. I have hobbies. I'm too busy to go to church. I'm too busy to find out who I am. And we drift through life. When we don't have purpose, we drift. It's like a boat that's not anchored. You can have a boat, you can be on the boat, and you can be sitting there and you don't realize you're drifting because there's no bearings. The boat's moving in a direction and you don't even know it because the waves are going up and down. But if you're not anchored, then you don't know if you're steady. You'll be drifting in a different direction. And that's what life is without purpose. You could be just drifting through life. And you don't even realize it because you don't have your bearings. If there's no anchor that's in God, you don't have an understanding of where you are. And it's so important that we don't just drift through life. That we discover what God has created us to become. And we begin to fulfill that purpose. Because there's nothing in life is as fulfilling as discovering what your purpose is is you become what you're created to be you know as little children we teach them how to get things right you know and oftentimes i remember a block with different a square a circle and a triangle and you have the things you have to put in and sometimes as a kid you want to smash in the round block into the square hole but it just doesn't fit right but you can smash away as much as you want and sometimes you can even get it in but it just does not fit. It doesn't feel right. And sometimes in this world, we want to fill our lives with things, but it just does not feel right. You can fill it with a whole bunch of stuff. Things, houses, cars, 
whatever you want, but it just doesn't feel right. There's something on the inside that is not fulfilled because you're not in your purpose. And it's important that you find that because it'll bring fulfillment to your life. It'll bring you the peace of God. And that's what Paul is saying. I plead with you. I beg you. I'm asking you with sincerity to walk in the calling that God has given to you. Now, oftentimes we think that calling is abandoning our job, abandoning what we're supposed to be doing and devoting ourselves to God. And that's not true at all. That's completely untrue. That's not what God is saying. See, we get discouraged, especially in this season, right? I know something about you. We've all gone through a complicated season. We all felt discouraged. We've all felt worn down. We've all felt physically drained. We've all gone through these emotions, this roller coaster of emotions of being locked down and opened up and back and forth and vaccines and no vaccines and where you can go and where you can't go. All the stuff is just filling our mind. And sometimes you get discouraged because there's so much deals you have to deal with. So much out there that you have to kind of navigate through. And we are discouraged. See, what I know is that we get discouraged. When we are discouraged, we're more inclined to abandon our calling. Because we don't feel like doing anything. We don't feel like stepping up and doing something. I can just sit here on the couch, watch Netflix, you know, binge watch a show, and that's fine. But after that, you feel discouraged even more because you're like, I didn't get anything done today. I'm so unproductive. I feel, you know, bad. And so no matter what you try to fill that with, it just doesn't work. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Right? We often say, well, I'm discouraged. I just can't keep going. It just feels too much. You know, is it worth it really to push myself and do this? Is it really? Does it really matter? Does anyone really... Is anyone impacted by what I do? Is anyone impacted by my sacrifice? Does anyone see what I do? My sacrifice, my time, my doing this? We question ourselves because when we don't find something that's of value, or we don't find something that's lifting us up, we often feel discouraged. We go through that season where we feel like, what's the point? I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. No one really cares. But how do we overcome that situation? How do you overcome that in your life? How do you overcome discouragement? How do you overcome physical disparagement? How do you overcome all these things? This fatigue, exhaustion, self-doubt sometimes. You begin to question yourself. Am I really called? Am I supposed to be doing this? I don't feel like I should be doing this. How do we keep our passion that God has called us to? Well, the only way to keep passion is to step into your calling. Because when you're outside it, as I just said, there's no drive. But as you step into your calling, step into what God's called you to do, step into the purpose He has created to do, there's an energy that flows from the throne of grace into your life that's going to energize you to be what God has called you to be. That supernatural divine power that God has is poured into His purpose for your life. And outside that purpose, you might be and do but you don't have the Holy Spirit's energy to push you forward. You're struggling, right? And so I want to leave you, I want to talk about three things, and they're easy to remember because they all have S's in them, right? So what really has God called us to, right? What am I called to do? As I said, most people think it's a job. I'm supposed to do this. 
I'm called to this mission, but it's not really that as we get in. And I want to just start off again, as I said last week, to just build this base of understanding so we can comprehend. So the first S is this. God calls all of us to salvation. Right? All of us have been called to salvation. We've all encountered his salvation as a Christ follower. We've encountered that. Right? And more than that, it's God's will for the entire world. Right? He says this, it's not my will that any should perish, but all should come to salvation, to an understanding of who he is. It's God's desire to bring everyone into relationship with him. So the first thing God does is God calls us to himself. We're called to be like him. We're called to encounter him. We're called to experience him. And so that's the first most basic thing that God calls us to, to salvation, to know who he is, to discover that he is the savior of the world, that he does work in people's lives, that he does move, he does heal, he does restore, he does lift up, he helps navigate through every difficult circumstance. Whether we are in painful situations or joyful situations, God is present with us. We're never alone when we encounter the risen Savior in Jesus. So God calls all of us to salvation. In fact, Jesus says, I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. He calls everyone to be part of his kingdom. He calls us all to salvation. That's the first calling. The second calling is God calls us all to sanctification. Now, this might be a big word. But you can replace it with journey. God calls us all to be part of the journey. Right? Sanctification is God making us more like Him. As everyone knows, you know, when you first came to Christ, you, they told you this is going to be amazing, you're going to have a life change, and you're like, great, you had this great feeling in you, then you went out and you discovered you had the same proclivities. I thought it was supposed to disappear, but it's still there. You might have been smoking before and now you're finding yourself still smoking. What happened? That didn't disappear. You didn't get instantly transformed. It's called sanctification because the more you decide to walk in the likeness of Christ, the more Christ begins to work in your life. The more you become like him, the more you're becoming created in his image, the more you're becoming formed in his likeness, the more you're working in that. All of us know the first time we do something is not the best time. It's through experience that we get better. And it's the same way. Sanctification is God working in our lives to make us more like him. And that continues on. In fact, the scripture says we are sanctified by his word. Which means the more you get into God's word, the more you discover who he is, the more you're becoming like him. You're taking on his character. And so God calls us to sanctification. And number three... God calls us to service, right? God pours out his gifts. God pours out talents into your life. God calls you for a particular purpose, and he asks you to become part of what he's called you to do, to become the body of Christ, right? I talked about this a few weeks ago. I said every part of our body has a function. There's no part in our body that does not have a function. They all have to work together to achieve something. If your heart decides, you know what, I'm taking the day off today, guess what's going to happen to you? Right? If your eyes say, you know what, I'm tired of doing this eye thing, I'm just going to take a day off. But they all have to work together. The heart, the eyes, the mouth, 
the lungs, the seen parts of your body, the unseen parts of your body, they all have to function in order for the body to be fit. And think about that for a second. Why do you go to the doctor? When something is not working the way it should. Right? When some part of your body, oh, I kicked this ball, I thought it was a ball, but it was a brick. My foot broke. I can't walk. Your body's not functioning in the way it should. You have to get it taken care of. Right? You fix it, and then you, be, you get healed, you become part of the body. Your body works again. You can't walk properly if your leg's broken. You can't speak properly if your lungs are not functioning. You can't see properly if your eyes are not functioning. And so even though there might be parts you don't see, like your heart and your lungs and your kidneys and your liver, you don't see that. But if they stop working, your body does not function the way it's supposed to. And it's the same thing in the church. God has called all of us to be part of his body. Now, some of us are visible, like me standing on the platform every single Sunday. And there's some of us that are invisible, the people that come and clean the church. But they're just as important as what I'm doing. So when you come in, you have a nice, clean place to sit and it's not dirty. And you feel comfortable. If you're sitting here and there's filth all around the place, you're not going to even bother listening to me because your eyes will be distracted to what's on the floor. So, unseen... Seen just as important to be part of the body. And it's the same thing. All of us have been made by God with a particular function. And we all are equally important. We have different functions, but we're all equally important to the success of the body. And that's what Paul says to the church in Colossians. He says, he gives talents, use it in the church to be representative of him. And it might be very specific, and it might be general. But this is Paul, what Paul says. He says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, whether you're talking or doing, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do. So if you're at, at your job, doing your job, do it in the name of Christ because you represent him there. If you're a real estate agent, do it in the name of Christ because you're representing him there. If you're at work doing something else, do it in that name. If you're sitting on the bus reading a book, do it in the name of Christ because you can represent him. It doesn't matter. It's not just in here, but wherever you are, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you're not doing church on Sunday. You are the church wherever you are. You don't come to church you are the church, wherever you are, because it's Christ in you. You don't attend an event, you are becoming like Christ. And that happens every single day. That's what sanctification is, right? So a lot of times, pastors and leaders stand up, say, and do something, and you're sitting there going, great, but am I ready? How do I know I'm ready? How do I know I'm able to do this? How do I know, how do I know that I'm capable of doing this? Well, Paul, our great wisdom provider today, says this as well. In Corinthians, he says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you wear when you were called. I want you to pause for a second and think about that. Think of what you wear when God called you. Right? Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. 
you were messed up in all kinds of things. Maybe you didn't have the right lineage. Maybe you didn't have the right education. Maybe you didn't have the right finances. But God didn't look at that when he called you. He called you regardless of what you were in. So this is so encouraging for all of us because our question is, am I qualified? And God is saying, you know, you don't have to be qualified to be called by God. You don't have to have the bank account. You don't have to have the education. You don't have to have the noble birth. God calls everyone regardless of where it is. See, the important thing is that God doesn't call the prepared. God prepares the called. Right? God doesn't call the prepared. God calls, God prepares the called. So we don't have to have it all together to think that, oh, I have to be perfect. I have to have all this together before I can step out and be what God's called me to do. No, you be where you are. Wherever you are, God's already called you. It's you to step into the calling. The calling exists. And this, is, this might be a bit too deep for you, but understand this. You weren't created and God gave a calling. Calling was created first and then God created you to fulfill the calling. Do you understand that? Your purpose existed before you. You were created to fulfill a purpose. God didn't create you and then give you a purpose. Purpose existed and you were created to fulfill that purpose. So... It's up to you to step into it. Your purpose has already been given. Your calling has already been called. That's why God said you have already been called. That's never been in doubt. It existed already. You're being called by God to live a life worthy of that calling. Now, there's two aspects of calling I want to touch on before we finish. And it's important that we understand this. Because oftentimes... We are thrilled and enamored by the public display of ministry. Like standing up here, that's thrilling. Like people want to be that. People want to do that. And that's great if you have a desire to do that. But understand that it does not come lightly. Because number one, the two qualities of calling. Calling costs. There's a price for your calling. When God called you, it's not just going to be so easy. There's going to be some struggle along the way. You know why? So God can strip away all the things that are not necessary in your life. And the only way to do that is to put you through some struggle. We don't like to hear that. We don't want to hear that because, you know, it's all about blessing me. It's all about God pouring love into my life. It's all good happiness. But if you want to step into somewhere where God's called you, it's going to be sometimes painful. People are going to talk about you. People are going to discourage you. People are going to talk behind your back, say a whole bunch of things. But God is just building you up to become stronger, to lean on Him and not on public opinion. See, when God called Paul, the great apostle, his name was Saul. When God called him, he was on the road to Damascus. He was going down because he thought he was called to eradicate Christianity from the world. Because here was this heathen religion that was a threat to decades-long Judaism. And they believed that this was what God had called them to be. 
And so Paul took on this, you know, I'm going to go down. And he was, the scripture says that he was breathing fire, not literally, but he was so angry and stressed out that these hidden groups were trying to dis- dispel Judaism. So he went out, he wanted to catch every Christ follower. He wanted to throw them in prison. He wanted to kill them. But on his journey to Damascus, he had an encounter. Encounter with the resurrection Christ, the resurrected Christ. He fell off his high horse. He got blinded. And when he was blinded with his eyes, he actually began to see. That's when he really saw the truth of who it was. And so he goes down to the road straight. You know, one of the, one of the disciples that Jesus sent prays for him. The scales fall off his eye. But this is what's interesting. In Acts chapter 9. But the Lord said to Ananias, who God said, go pray for Paul. And you have to understand that Ananias was afraid for his life because Paul was going to come to kill him or put him in prison. That's why Paul was going to Damascus, to kill him and put him in prison. And so when God told Ananias, I want you to go and pray for this guy who is going to kill you or put you in prison, which one of us will raise our hand and say, yes, I'll do it? (laughs) That would have been a challenge for him, but that was his purpose. And he did it, even though he did not feel good. It wasn't something that he wanted to do, but he was obedient. But this is what God told him. God said to Ananias, go. You like that, right? Simple. That's all God needs to say, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Now, if you know anything about Paul's story, God had chosen him to be an instrument, right? God chooses you to be an instrument, whether it's in your family, at your workplace, at your school, wherever you are, God has called you to be his instrument, a living instrument that is capable of speaking for him and living for him. And that's why it's important that we become what God's called. Before we open up our mouth, our actions should speak louder than our words. See, the moment you step into your calling, you step out of your comfort zone. And so all of us have to decide, do we want to be comfortable or do we want to fulfill our purpose? Because you can't do both. You step into one area, you step out of the other. So the moment you step into your calling, you step out of your comfort zone. It's not easy, but God is with you. God promised that he is with you. He never promised it would be easy. But his presence is sufficient for all of us. You know, if he said, as I said, Paul, he got beaten. He had 39 lashes that they beat him with. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He got bit by snakes. People tried to kill him. The people that he was serving tried to kill him. But Paul didn't give up, did he? You go, oh my gosh, this is a tough journey. It's a hard journey. But no, he stepped out of his comfort zone and he fulfilled his calling. All of us have to understand that God has called us for something greater. And that greater purpose does not exist in your comfort zone. It's outside your comfort zone. It's outside the realm of your comfort. But you have to step into it. You have to step out of comfort and into 
your calling. So calling costs. There's a price to pay, but I guarantee you that you'll never feel as fulfilled, as loved, as used by God. You never feel used by God sitting in your comfort zone. You will always feel fulfilled and used by God stepping out into your calling. Because that's what you were created to do. So, calling costs, but number two, calling also sustains. Calling sustains. It carries you, it energizes you, it keeps you going. How did Paul endure? Because he was faithful? How did he endure when he was discouraged? How did he endure? How do you endure when you're bitter, when you want to quit, when you want to throw in the towel, when you want to give up, when you want to just say, this is too much? Paul was persecuted, as I said. You know, he was put, thrown into prison so many times. He was put under house arrest. He was almost drowned by shipwreck. He was stoned and left for dead. But Paul remained faithful. He never abandoned his task. He never felt that somehow God had left him. Yes, he, people betrayed him. He was accused wrongfully. He was imprisoned. But how did he persevere through all of that hardship? How did he get through all that? Paul didn't finish because he was competent. Paul finished because he was called. And he says at the end of his life, I've completed my task. I've done everything the Lord has called me to do. What an amazing statement. Can we at the end of our life look back and say, I've completed everything that I'm supposed to do. I have no regrets. I've done it all that I'm supposed to do. I'm satisfied with my life. Or you're going through life saying, you're feeling dissatisfied. Where you are right now, are you dissatisfied? Are you looking back and saying, I could have done things better. I could have done this better. Maybe if I had this and maybe I had that. Are you dissatisfied? Well, Paul wasn't. He went through hardship, he went through pain, he went through struggle, he almost died. But when he looked back, he said, I'm totally satisfied with my life. I've completed my course. Done it, what God has asked me to do. And then he uses these amazing words. And I want this to be your theme. Think about what Paul says with the gravity of what he's gone through and what he's using here. He says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. You can feel it and I'm straining towards. It's not an easy thing. I'm pushing ahead. I'm straining forward. I'm pushing into it. I'm straining forward to what is ahead. I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. Heavenward in Christ Jesus. I'm pushing forward. I'm not in my comfort zone. I'm not taking it easy. I'm not sitting here thinking everything is just going to work out fine. I'm pushing forward. Yes, there's obstacles. Yes, there's things in the way. Yes, people are critical. Yes, people don't want me to do it. Yes, there's all kinds of things going on in my world. You know, bills and all this stuff. But my focus is not on just taking care of my stuff. My focus is pressing forward to become what God has called me to become. And that's the priority of my life. And all this other stuff, it'll be taken care of because my God, who supplies all of my needs will be able to take care of this stuff. I'm going to press towards what God has created me to be. That's what it is. I kept the faith, he said. I finished the race. I'm called to it. 
It's time for all of us to be what Paul wants us to be and step into our calling. That doesn't mean you need to abandon your job. That doesn't mean you give up on your kids and go live on a mountaintop. It doesn't mean any of that. It means where you are, God has called you. Become where you are. Be part of God's kingdom. The reality is that this has probably been the hardest two years of ministry for any church in any part of the world because no one could have foreseen what we have had to dealt with. Pivoting from online to in-person, dealing with all this stuff on a dime, changing it so quickly. People want to come, people don't want to come, people want to stay at home because they're afraid of this, afraid of that. So much stuff that we've never had to deal with in our world before. Difficult times, real challenges, difficult situations, financial situations that all of us have been through. Loss of a job, loss of loved ones, loss of people. So difficult to deal with. And it's easy to give up, right? It's easy to throw in the towel and say, well, this is just too much. I've had enough. I can't do it. I just want to quit. I just want to stop. But there's something there that sustains. There's been times in my life where I felt like giving up and throwing in the towel and saying, I can't deal deal with it anymore. It's just too much. But there's something, there's an energy that flows from God that when I'm about to give up and lie down even on my couch, and sometimes even my wife comes to encourage me, there's an energy from God that sustains Because the next day I can get back up, no matter how much I've been beat down, how much I've been put down, to get back up, to stand back up and do it again. Because calling sustains. Calling sustains us. Because it's a power that comes from God. And Paul said, he's hard pressed on every side, but yet he's not crushed. He's perplexed, but he's not in despair. He's persecuted, but he's not abandoned. He's been struck down, but he's not destroyed. Because calling sustains calling sustains us and so we are called by God to be what he's called us to be and yes there's stuff in our world and yes there's things going on yes there's stuff that we always have to deal with things will always come up in our world we live in a world the world has problems that's how it is but the calling of God is not based situationally it's based divinely It's not based on circumstance. It's based on who God has called you to be. It's done because he did it, not because you have stepped into it and somehow discovered that he is. He's called you from the foundation of the world. You were created for him, by him, for a purpose. It's up to us to step into that calling. Paul again says in Romans, he says, For the gifts of God and his calling can never be withdrawn. When God calls you, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't say, oh my gosh, that person's not doing it, I'm just taking it back. No, your call, the only thing in question is, have you fulfilled it or not? That is it. God has not changed his mind about your world. God has not changed his mind about your life. God has not changed his mind about your gifts and talents. He's given them all to you. They're without repentance means he does not take them back. He's given them to you. The question that remains for us is, are we stepping into it? Are we fulfilling it? Are we using it and being and becoming what God has called us to be? That is all it is. So it's time, church, it's time, Transformers, for us to stop being distracted by so many things around us and step into the calling that God has called us to. 
And again, I want to emphasize that it's not abandoning your job. It's not giving up on someone. It's not going and living on a mountaintop. It's about becoming who you are, where God has placed you. To live for Him, to speak for Him, to be like Him, to be part of the kingdom. And be part of what God is doing in this community, in this church, in this neighborhood. To be part and not being separate to it. Being involved in it. It's time to reclaim your calling. It was already there. Claim it back. We're called to this. I remember there was so much discouragement. When I first started out, I'll share this with you before I close. And I was seeking the Lord for my purpose. And I discovered fairly early on in my walk with God what God had called me to do. It wasn't a struggle sometimes. I had a a feeling, but it felt bigger than where I was. You see, God always calls you when you're unqualified he doesn't wait for you to be qualified because if you're qualified you rest on your own merit but when you're unqualified you have to lean on him so he always calls you when you're unqualified so don't think that you somehow are not ready because you're you're perfectly ready in his eyes when you feel inadequate because he's the one that makes you adequate it's not about becoming something and then saying God I'm all, have it all together right now, use me. God's like looking behind you to the guy who's not ready. (laughs) Because we've put ourselves in a place. So when you're broken, when you're scarred, the the best messages I've preached is when I'm absolutely broken. When I'm ready to break down. Because I just throw myself onto him. Because I couldn't do it. In my own strength. The best times that God uses you is when you're absolutely broken. Because it's all about leaning on Him. And not in your own strength. So you'll never be qualified in your own sense. You always are unqualified. Because God calls you when you're unqualified. When you're not ready. When you think you're not able. That's when He calls you. And I remember, as I said, when I first knew what my calling was, I shared it with my best friend at the time. And they laughed. <laughs> and that hurt. Because I felt that this is what God had called me to do. I said, you can't do that. You can't be that. I remember going to some church services and people I didn't know, like visiting speakers, they called me out and said, this is who you should be. And my friends got really mad and jealous because they weren't called out in front of everyone but yet as I looked through the years what God said had come to pass but it was difficult it was hard it was painful but I wouldn't be standing here if God didn't sustain me to where I am so I'm a testament to you sometimes when you're criticized by people that's when you know God has called you Because they see it and they don't want to acknowledge it. But God has called every single one of you to a greater purpose than sitting on a bench and sitting on a chair. Because all of you are part of his body, the kingdom of God. This is what Paul says, and I'll close with this. We constantly pray for you that our God 
may make you worthy of his calling. And that by his presence, he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. That his power, his glory may flow through you. That's what we're created to be. To be his church for his glory. All of us. No one's left out. All of us. Whether we think we're big or small or qualified or unqualified. It's the amazing love of God for every single one of us. Stand with me. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.